Mark 2, 23 to 28. Lord of the Sabbath. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abathar, the high priest, they entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is only lawful for the priest to eat, and he also gave some to the companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not the man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is the Lord, even on the Sabbath. Thank you, Landon, for reading the scripture for us. Um, what a, a unique world we live in right now, right? There is uh, so many things that are just being done so differently than they were before. We have the opportunity to be online and worship together via the internet and now together in person. And for us, this has uh, probably been the first time that we've set up and planned a service in person. I don't know what, Steve, 18 months? Yeah. For us, this is a pretty big deal. And I'm so glad that you're here with us. What I want to do today is I want to talk, yeah, who, who, whoever said the hoot, hoot, that's, that's an awesome, it's a great opportunity for us to be here, yeah. <laughs> you just don't drink the Jordan water, that's all. Don't drink the Jordan water. <laughs> uh, we've been in a series called The Rhythms of the Soul and trying to help everybody, and I think that you could probably identify with this, that because of COVID, because of the, un, you know, the, the different things that are happening to us in our community, the different ways that we're engaging with the world, there's this sense of disequilibrium, right? We're kind of off balance, that there is a desperate need, I think, in our community, in our world, to get back to some basic things that we have lost. Some basic things like kindness. How often is it that we bump into people who are being overwhelmed by the stuff that they're going through, in addition to COVID and all the rest of it, and they are just unable to be kind? There's so much that we need to kind of remember and recenter on because without it, we will begin to drift. The question that I've been asking over the last few weeks is, are you happy with the person that you are becoming? Is there something going on in your life? Is there something that you are doing as a pattern, as a regular routine that you think to yourself, you know what? I never used to do this. I, ne I never struggled with this, or you thought that you put that to bed years ago, and for some reason over the last little while, that negative thing has been coming up, whether it's anger or resentment or it's an addiction or if it's whatever it is, and for some reason, you're struggling with it again. These rhythms are designed by God to put us back into right routine and presence with the Lord. And today, I want to talk about Sabbath. Sabbath keeping is one of those routines that are designed by God right in the very beginning. God designed Sabbath as a way for us to rest and be renewed in order for us to be able to go out into the world and into the community uh, with a, a balanced, centered approach to life once again. We have an opportunity to do that, and we want to explore this idea of Sabbath in a culture of busyness. 
Now, um, the question that I would ask you, if you just would have pondered this with me for a second, is what would you do with more time? Because I guarantee you, if I talk to some of you, I, you would probably say to me that you're busy and that you would really benefit with some more time. But what would you do with that more time? If I said to you, magically, God is going to give you, or, you know, hocus pocus, boom, you've got two extra hours a week, what would you do with it? Most of us, now, if you're not one of these people, uh, wow, amazing to you, uh, that's a great gift. Um, Those noises at the back are the kids running back and forth, so if you hear any of that, that's okay. We're okay with that here at Discovery Church, so they can do that. But I just want to let you know that that's what's happening. (laughs) It's not thunder outside or anything like that. Um, If you had two more hours of time in a week, what would you do with them? My guess is is that you probably fill them with work or with uh, leisure activities or with reading or whatever it is. Would you spend those two hours with God? Or would you just fill them up? Would that make you less busy if you had two more hours in the week? Probably not. The secret to actually being less uh, flustered in your week, to be more centered in your week, is to actually do less, not more. The solution to a busy life is not more time, but is to slow down and simplify the life that you've got. And I've got to tell you, for, for a personality like mine, that's really hard for me to do. Some of you can identify. Some of you are more inclined to be, uh, to slow things down, to do less, to reflect more, uh, to spend more time in creation. So I'm not like that. I'm not one of those people. More is better in my life. <laughs> and I think for most of us, we can probably say that we should slow down and simplify at least some parts of our life. See, that's what Sabbath is for. But we, what we've done, though, over the years, and, and if you grow up in a church home uh, where you went to church when you were a kid, you probably came into Sunday observance or Sabbath with a lot of baggage because my parents did it, the Pharisees did it in the Old Testament, the Pharisees did it in the New Testament, uh, maybe your parents did it. They brought in all kinds of rules on the Sunday or Sabbath day so that you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do, and, and those things are worse and you shouldn't be involved in that. You can't go to the store. You can't go shopping. You can't go to the movie theaters. Uh, I wasn't even allowed to ride my bicycle on Sundays when I was a kid. Uh, Some of you weren't allowed to watch movies. It was a weird rule in my house. We were allowed to watch TV, but only Animal Kingdom at 6.30 p.m. on Sunday night if we weren't going to church. And it became ridiculous, those kinds of rules. I want to tell you about Sabbath, what true Sabbath means. And I want to start with reading this quote to you. It comes from a man uh, named, um, man is name, let me see here, uh, Dan Allender. He said, Sabbath is an invitation to delight. The Sabbath, when experienced as God intended, is the best day of our lives. Without question or thought, it's the best day of the week. It's the day we anticipate on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and the day we remember on Sunday. Monday and Tuesday are days that we also remember. 
Sabbath is the holy time where we feast, play, dance, have sex, sing, pray, laugh, tell stories, read, paint, walk, and watch creation in its fullness. Few people are willing to enter Sabbath and sanctify it, to make it holy, because a full day of delight and joy is more than most people can handle in a lifetime, let alone a week, once a week. Eugene Peterson called a Sunday a Sabbath day that we just take off and we do nothing else with it. Well, he used the B word, but um, he called it a illegitimate Sabbath. You can figure out the B word. <laughs> but this is a pastor, theologian, someone who desperately understood the blessings of Sabbath. Sabbath is supposed to be one of those days that we look forward to, that we sanctify, and that we make it holy, but we do things that cause us incredible joy. Now, it's one of the Ten Commandments. I mean, think about it. Murder, uh, adultery, stealing, coveting. Uh, If we break one of those, that's pretty serious business, right? The Sabbath day, to keep it holy, that's one of the Ten Commandments, What does it say in in Exodus chapter 5? Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest, dedicated to the Lord your God. (coughs) Excuse me. And on that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners among you. There's no loophole here. That's what he's basically trying to say. There's no loopholes. Everybody's supposed to take a day off. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them, but on the seventh day he rested. That's why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. God's commandments prevent us from sucking diesel fumes and giving us clean air. God's commandments keep us from sucking diesel fumes. We often think that the God's commandments are bad or, you know, that they're harmful or they're you know, so hard and they're so dangerous or, or whatever it is. We get this idea in our head that God's commandments are like all the you should nots. No, no, no. It's keeping us from asphyxiating, especially this one on Sabbath. It's about joy and it's about love and passion and it's about excitement and adventure. That's what true Sabbath is supposed to be about. It's actually supposed to be a reflection of heaven. When Jesus taught us the, the Lord's Prayer, he said, may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in, in heaven. Sabbath, Sunday, is supposed to be when the kingdom of God comes on earth. At least it's supposed to be a dramatic presentation of that, of that day. Let me ask you, Is your Sabbath like that? Is it just a time to go do some extra shopping and extra yard work or maybe, you know, sit down and rest? Or is it a reflection of that kind of joy? Now, Sabbath uh, can be a lot of different things to different people, right? I sit at a desk all day long, and so for me, Sabbath is adventure. Sabbath is doing something fun, getting out and doing something with other people, having other people over. Sabbath is about making a beautiful meal and having friends over. Sabbath is about learning something new and adventure. 
I sanctify it. I make it holy by saying, God, I want to do the best that I can on this day of rest, something that's going to bring joy and fulfillment into my life. If you are working physically hard all week long, Sabbath is probably a day where you put your feet up on the, on the railing on your balcony with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. And you rest physically. But are you giving God the glory in the day for all that God is doing in you? You know, for most of us, Sabbath is really just about another day. A day where we get a chance to catch up on family time, downtime, maybe even some spiritual things. And church attendance is supposed to be part of Sabbath because it gives us an opportunity to worship God, to put things into perspective. Now, I, I've done some research over the years, and I've done some thinking about this, and uh, one of the things that, that I've found when I was doing some research is that over the years, people have tried to experiment with different versions of the six-day, one-day rest theory, right? Seven days and one-day rest. Some people go 10 days and one-day rest. And uh, one of the things that they found very clearly, very quickly, especially in the Communist Party back in the 1950s, they tried a 10-day work week and then one day of rest. And they found that if it was eight days or nine days or 10 days, productivity didn't increase by adding more days before you got to the rest. As a matter of fact, what happened over the long term was that six days worth of work was about all they could get out of a 10-day cycle. God intended the Sabbath day for a holy purpose. And one of those things is to hear from him, to worship together. If your church experience isn't leaving you when you walk out the door filled with joy and wonder about who God is and inspired by that, I'm asking you to find a different place, especially if it's here. If I'm not doing that for you by the time you leave, that God, you're filled with holy wonder and awe about who God is, that you have a joyful experience being here with God's people, then we are not truly celebrating the Sabbath. God wants us to have joy and be refreshed and renewed. One author said, it's about sensual beauty and glory, about the senses. It's about going out into creation, especially over the, this time of the year, uh, that there, uh, the beautiful leaves and the creation, you're being outdoors. Some of you, that is the place where you are closest to God. But do you climb that mountain for the opportunity to get there and say, God, I give you the glory for all that you have created? For some of you, it's about the ritual. It's about the doing the regular routine of things to remind yourself about the Sabbath. I tried an experiment a couple of years ago about Sabbath, and one of the things that AJ and I decided on was that for me, because Sunday is a work day for me, I, I work all day Sunday, and I don't really consider today as a Sabbath day. So Monday is my Sabbath day, but much like you, Mondays just became a day to, to just rest, to just do nothing or catch up on some things. And so AJ and I, we decided, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to light a candle on the Monday morning together. And oftentimes AJ would do it and light the candle, put it on the table, and sometimes we would do it together. But just that simple act, that simple ritual was a reminder that God's glory needs to be recognized on that day. 
Do something fun. Do something energizing. Something that's going to give you life on a Sabbath and give God glory for it. Communal feasting is another one of those pieces. The scripture is filled with stories about the wedding banquet of God, about how God is going to fill the table in heaven so that we can feast together, that we can have food together. One of the great things about Sunday opportunities is, is that we get a chance to have friends or people that we, that we want to get to know over and, and have them food together. It's a way of celebrating Sabbath. And playfulness, that's the other part of Sabbath. Sunday isn't about being depressed and anxious or about trying to keep yourself from having any fun. Sunday's about playfulness. Go snowboarding. (laughs) I don't know. What is it that makes you feel like you're having fun? For each of you, it's going to be a little bit different, right? Engage your sense of adventure, your sense of risk-taking a little bit. So what can you do? Well, I think the best way to prepare, just put this quote up on the screen for me, please, Janice. The best way to protect the Sabbath is to make well-anticipated plans. The next is to avoid realms that are obvious conduits of distressing or demanding news, such as email, voicemail, and even phone calls. Routine tasks like checking mail, doing laundry, or stopping at a convenience store often have a way of snowballing into more activity and turning from the bride that is Christ. How do you make Sabbath special? You might have to make a few plans. Give yourself the opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to buy food that can be prepared on the Sabbath, the Sunday. I'm going to make a meal for my family that is going to be full of joy and wonder. I'm going to invite some people to come over. And you choose to set aside that time on Sabbath for the glory of God. You might make an, build an, or plan an adventure on that weekend. But it's not just filling the empty space. It's about finding a way to give glory to God for the creation that he offers us. It's about being present enough in your faith to say, God, this is your day. I'm going to go to church and I'm going to worship with God's people or I'm going to go online and I'm going to make it part of my routine to do that. I'm going to make sure that we don't deviate from it because those are opportunities for us to be close to God. Well, here's some practical things that you can do uh, about doing this. Um, You can stop, first of all, stop and put away all your work and to-do lists and avoid shopping projects on a Sunday, right? Secondly, uh, engage in activities that are restful. This will look different for everyone else. Napping, sleeping in, reading, going for a walk and a hike, sitting on the couch by the window, go to a park, do an adventure, But make sure you delight in those things. And you take time for contemplation. That's a pattern and a rhythm that God put into creation. Just think about this. God rested on the seventh day. God didn't need to rest. It's not like he worked so hard the first six days that he had to take a break. Why did God rest? Why is it so important that the Bible tells us that he rested on the seventh day? It's because God wants you to set a pattern the same way that he set a pattern. And then, 
every uh, seven years, sevens are pretty important in the Bible, on the seventh day he rested, then every seven years, it was a year of, for the land to go fallow. The people of Israel were supposed to collect food and grain for six years and let the fields do what they did for a year so that they could rest. And then after 49 years, uh, there was to be an entire year of Jubilee, the 50th year, where all the debts that had been uh, taken out by the people of Israel, all the lands that were sold, all of the things that were enslaving the people were returned back to them. God set this pattern of sevens of rest and work and rest and work. The Israelites were supposed to celebrate festivals seven times a year. It's so important that God set his whole pattern for us right from the very beginning. I hope that this has been helpful for you and that you take seriously the time that God has given you on a Sabbath. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, thank you for the gift of this day. Lord, I'm so excited about the celebration today. I've been looking forward to it all week. I'm so grateful for the blessings that we've been able to receive already today from the worship and the baptisms and uh, from seeing each other and gathering as family and friends. Lord, would you continue to help us live fully into this day of rest that we might practice a little bit about what heaven is gonna be like. Lord, would you go with us now as we continue to worship you, as we lift up our hearts to you, and we ask you to lead us in our time of closing the next two songs. Father, would you just walk with us now and bring us joy. In Jesus' name, amen.